0: Let us pray. Gracious God, who loves us more than we can ask for or imagine, send your Holy Spirit to dwell here with us, so that only your word may be spoken, and so that only your word may be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Last week, we talked about how Epiphany is a season of Epiphanies in which we hear a different story each week of someone or multiple people having these special moments of God being made manifest to them in Jesus Christ. And today on this final Sunday of the season, we have this climactic epiphany literally on a mountain top where Jesus takes Peter, James, and John. And there, before their eyes, he is changed as his robe becomes dazzling white in a way that defied all that was humanly possible. And there Jesus stood with Elijah and Moses. Elijah, who in a sense embodies all of the prophets, and Moses, who in a sense embodies all of the law. Are they talking with Jesus? Oh, I wonder what they were talking about. This moment is a pivot point between Jesus' Galilean ministry and Jerusalem where he will be crucified. Were they trying to help him understand what needed to happen? Were they giving him encouragement to keep moving forward? On the dangerous path. We will never know what this moment meant for Jesus but we do have a sense of what it meant for Peter James and John who were given this epiphany. In the short term we learn that this was glorious for them and they wanted to stay there in that moment to bask in it. They want to pitch some tents and stay there. But was it more? We call this moment the transfiguration because Jesus was transfigured, but was it also a transfiguration of the disciples? A transfiguration of Peter, James, and John? In one sense, it doesn't really seem to be, as they haven't changed all that much after they come off down the mountain. They still get a lot of things wrong after this moment. These three are, after all, the same three who fall asleep in the garden of Gethsemane. Listen to him, the voice said up there on the mountain, but clearly they did not listen when he told them to keep watch. Instead, they fell asleep three times. So in the short term or this intermediate term, no, it was not a transfiguration. But perhaps in the longer term, it did make a difference. Peter may not have had a lot of courage right there at the crucifixion, but eventually he does. In 2 Peter, the author talks about the transfiguration as being a critical moment of his faith. Even though the moment was profound and intense, perhaps the real transfiguration took place slowly, over time. As the experience burrowed deep down inside of Peter, working on him until, with hindsight, he could say that, yes, he too was transfigured that day. We are also in a moment of transfiguration. It is not a glorious mountaintop, and I doubt that many of us would want to pitch any tents and stay here any longer than we have to. But this pandemic is changing us. We do not know how. We might not even recognize it yet. And it's quite possible that it may not be a transfiguration for the good. But we are being transfigured. And as followers of Jesus, it is our task to seek out the epiphany in the midst of this moment and draw near to God and to listen. How has God been revealed to us in this time? What is God saying? How are we being transfigured? As our presiding bishop so often says, if it is not about love, it is not about God. The transfiguration that this pandemic brings does not have to be divine, but it can be. And the difference is love. Are we allowing ourselves to be transfigured in such a way that it draws us closer or farther from love? Love of God and love of neighbor, Jesus says are the center of the law and the prophets, that same law and prophets that Moses and Elijah embody. Maybe that is what they were talking about up there on the mountaintop. Love, the love of God found in the law, the love of God found in the prophets, the love of God found Jesus Christ? Perhaps they're talking about the love that would need to go to the cross. The love that would make sure that the tomb was empty on the third day. The love that would walk to Emmaus and break bread and nourish the disciples. The love that would show up in the locked room in the midst of their fear and their anxiety and offer peace The love that would cook breakfast on the seashore and offer forgiveness to Peter for all the ways that he'd fallen short. The love of God that still shows up for us. The love that nourishes us, the love that comes into the locked rooms of our hearts. The love that forgives us of all the ways that we have fallen short. Perhaps that is what they were talking about. Can we be transfigured by Jesus in the midst of this pandemic? Has it changed us whether we want it to or not? Like Peter, James, and John, the transfiguration does not need to be immediate. It might work on us slowly. We will likely still get things wrong during and on the other side of this pandemic this transfiguration moment? God knows that I have and will. But by recognizing that this is a transfiguration moment and searching for God within it, and trying to align ourselves with the God of love, we can be transfigured for the better. Amen.